The following episode was recorded before March 2024, and while the content shared is valuable and useful, it features Rob, who is no longer involved in the business. Hey, it's Rob and Kennedy. Hello, today on the Email Marketing Show, we're talking to Brad Goldemont about what he's been doing with his email marketing and how he made approximately a gazillion dollars in half a second or something equally as hypey as shit as that. But seriously, we're talking to Brad. I'm very excited. We love being surrounded by these really inspiring conversations with folks like Brad. And that's one of the reasons why we created our free uh, group, which is called the Email Marketing Show Community. We wanted to be able to start conversations on this podcast and then continue them somewhere else with you. And that's why the group exists. It's totally free to join. It's full of thousands of other people who are all working on their email marketing every single week to try and make more sales by sending emails that they actually like sending and their subscribers love receiving and move their business forward. If you want to hang out in that group, all you have to to do is open Facebook and search for the email marketing show community. You can request to join. We'll get you approved. You'll be in the group. We're in the group. We'll all have a lovely time. The email marketing show community. He can easily polish off a full double chocolate gatto by himself. It's hypnotist Robert Temple. And he has had to follow all the cake makers on Instagram. Two cakey facts right now. It's psychological mind reader Kennedy. Okay, um, tell us about what's going on. Have you, is it just you sat at your desk crying? Have you had a breakup or something? Like you've got a nah. big spoon and you're watching Notting Hill. What's happened? This has been going on since... Well, I've never seen Notting Hill, I don't think, but this has been going on since I was a kid. My stepmom would buy it. I was, a, I was basically raised as an only child because my brothers are much older than me. Mm-hmm. And so there was a double chocolate gato was supplied by stepmother and I ate the full thing. In and one like, sitting? But what's that kid from uh, Matilda called? Uh, Bruce Bogtrotter. Like a Bruce Bogtrotter moment. Just dig in. Probably like three or four sittings over the course of a day because you've got to eat the whole thing in a day otherwise it goes off. Otherwise it's the next day. (laughs) (laughs) So there you go. Done. So yeah. Anyway, having had one at that lovely cafe we were in in London last week, Mm. I then went to the shop and bought one. And have have you smashed it already? I'm halfway through. I opened it last night. I'm I'm, a, I'm like 24 hours skewed because I opened it late last night. So right. rather than like so in you get the same asleep day. halfway through, which is quite nice. This time, not normally. That, normally that's, I just that's, power and, on. And are you a spoon eater fork. of the? You're a fork. And do you have any cream with it? No, just just the chocolatey cream that's built in. I'm wondering how long I can drag this out. Talk I'm going to keep going. Why have you, I hadn't realised you had a cakey fact as well? Why have you had to follow all the cake makers on Instagram? Oh, uh, because well. Because I like, I've recently realised I can I can make cakes, and I knew I was good at like cooking, but I didn't realise I was good at bake baking. As well. I can bake, I can cook, mate. Honestly, I, I made mean, this amazing. You're a Did catch, I say, aren't you? Uh, mate, honestly, if honestly, you, you need to just hold back, everybody, because uh, did you see? Did I send you the photograph of the chocolate pie that I made at the weekend? No. Oh, I made a ganache. But- but lock, did you? But lock up your grandmother's focus, because Kennedy can bake. There you go. There you go. I've got a bread maker and all. I don't want to show off. Anyway, hello. Every week on this show, we show you how to make more sales and earn more money from your email subscribers. We we'll talk about email marketing strategy, psychology, tactics, and share what's working right now to make more sales online, making you the email marketing hero of your business. With a brand new episode every email marketing Wednesday, make sure you smash that subscribe button on your podcast player. Your job as a person doing email marketing for your business is to convert 
as many people on your email list into customers. But it's literally impossible to do that if your emails are not actually getting delivered into the inbox. And we can't take this delivery thing for granted. We do have to do some work on it. We can't put all of the responsibility for that on our email marketing platform, like jumping from one platform to the next, hoping that you're going to get better delivery. You have to take some of the responsibility here. And it all comes down to the data quality, the quality of the data that you've got in your email platform. That's what is the difference between your emails landing in the email inbox and just not at all. In fact, Zero Bounce in their email list decay report, sounds exciting, found that almost 23% of the average email list goes bad every year. That's almost a quarter of the average email list actually goes rotten just while you're sat sending emails and hoping for the best. In fact, only 57, 57%, 57% of all email addresses that Zero Bounce checked last year were valid and safe to use. Only 57%, right? And they actually validated more than 6 billion emails just in 2022. And Zero Bounce have got this amazing collection of tools that help you to boost deliverability. And they're kind enough to sponsor this episode of the show. So you can go and check out these amazing tools and make sure that your email addresses are being verified and validated against all these data points, go check it out at emailmarketingheroes.com slash bounce. That's emailmarketingheroes.com slash bounce. And remember, by supporting and checking out our sponsors, you're also supporting the show. Now, normally, at this point, we would give a little shout out to a member of the league or one of our students who's been doing some awesome stuff. But I don't think we should do that because we should have this conversation, which is basically a 30 minute version of the same thing. (laughs) Brad, welcome to the show, man. How are you? Hey, I'm doing well. Thanks so much for having me here. Hey, we are so excited. We've been talking about this for for months ago. We've got to speak to Brad. We want to know exactly what magic he actually he actually uh, used. So, for anybody who doesn't know and hasn't met you yet, just give us the foundations about what your business is. What is it that you do? Yeah, so my business we've been going for about three years. We started during COVID because uh, I was a musician and a speaker before, and it all locked down. So I'm like, what am I going to do? Ended up uh, just launching a business. Um, I'm from Nashville, and so I mentor aspiring uh, Christian artists and songwriters in that world, and just launched a course and community for them. And so we have a lot of independent artists and songwriters who are from actually all over the world, and they just want to learn how to write better songs. Most of them are isolated and need connections. Uh, as well as just teaching them like how to find a great producer, how to, uh, you know, release your music and, you know, do it in a way that feels authentic with them. That's not slimy. That's not sketchy. A lot of them are fearful of putting themselves out there with their music and songwriting. And so just teaching them how to have confidence and, you know, that boldness and humility that really is healthy for them. Uh, and yes, it's been cool to see what's happened. So we provide a membership uh, for those artists and songwriters. Isn't it interesting how uh, just some of the words you use there about what you help people with a lot of the time as people who sell courses or memberships or coaching or anything that's sort of information based, just how much of it is sure you have to give them the tools and the techniques and the strategies, but you also have to give them this permission and um, to to overcome all the stuff you talked about there, like the the boldness that they need in order to put their their music out into the world in your case. Um, And that's interesting because I think that's a thing where loads of people obviously see email marketing as this like scammy, I'll send emails and try not to piss off too many people. And maybe we might make some sales if, you know, the wind's blowing in the right direction and all the stars are aligned and, you know, I'm a Virgo. So hopefully we'll hope for the best. But like, 
actually, when you realized you can actually just um, not not only you can use your content to give people the permission and the inspiration and the desire to go out and actually do their thing too, which is cool. I, I love it. So it, it's it's purely your only offer is a membership. Is that right? Yes, I did do a kind of mastery program as well for uh, I think the second and third year. I've kind of backed away from that just for for now, especially for the year. I'm, I'm automating a lot of things, uh, which a lot of the email marketing comes into, uh, but basically have built it up enough where now I'm trying to get out of certain roles and like and just really also just tweak and fine tune my membership you know get that as a rocket ship launching i love it i love it and so at what point when you've been doing this over the last few years did you introduce email marketing as part of what you were doing so pretty much right away because i kind of a wild story uh you know in may 2020 i launched this whole thing with no email list like and almost no money so i literally took like $5,000 out of a retirement thing I had going and put them into Facebook ads, ended up with 3,000 people in a challenge. And so immediately I was just tossed into email marketing because I've got welcome emails, I've got your know, reminder emails. Then I didn't have an offer at that point. So wow. at the end of the challenge, you know, there's 3,000 people a part of it from all over the world. And I'm like, hey, what do I do now? So I just created like, okay, I'll call the Kingdom Music Academy. I'll charge this much. And then I've got to come up with a sales sequence, you know, and five day thing. So I'd, I'd heard of these things and seen people do them, but never did myself. So I, I um, jumped right in and thankfully it ended up 10 xing ad spend on the challenge. And, and I was like, what the heck happened there? And so that was like a luck of the draw. And then, then it was like, then it was me trying to figure out what did I do there? Like it's kind of luck, but then, then, you know, things have been all over the place with email marketing. So then I've been really had to try to find, okay, how do I intentionally create results with my email marketing? That's so good. I love that. I love the ballsiness of, right, don't know what to do. I'll grab five grand from over there and I'll run some Facebook ads and I'll get people into the challenge. And it just shows you the power of having an offer that an audience goes, that has my attention. It turned my head. That solves a problem that I want to solve. And now I'm in and you get to use your speaking skills. I know you're a speaker and you get to use your communication skills and, and the skills and knowledge you have in this in this in this industry to share that and get people on board and then to 10x the investment flipping heck i absolutely love it and so when it came to like you, you're now at that stage okay i've got these people in i've now i've made some sales i'm feeling pretty pretty good about myself that's good but now you're facing that whole thing of going i know i'm supposed to be doing email marketing at this point what do you think if you can remember was the biggest challenge or barrier that you were sort of going yeah that's all great but what was going on for you at that point? The biggest challenge is that I had no idea what I was doing. So because <laughs> I, was I love the honesty as a musician and artist. Right. Uh, and I went to college to study that kind of stuff. And I just pivoted instinctively. I, I, I'm from Toronto. Originally, I moved down to Nashville, kind of just with this sense of moving there. And and I just had a necessity I had to launch something to make money. And so I was blessed for that first one, but it was also during COVID. Not a lot of people had transitioned online. I kind of got there first. Mm -hmm. And then after that, things were like really up and down. So I was like, I don't know even what I did. I don't even know what I'm doing. And I don't even know email marketing at all. So um, that was kind of my deep dive into business. And, and, you know, a luck of the draw between COVID and ad spend was great at that point. There's a lot of just factors that were a bit lucky, so to speak. And, and um, do you know, but I think what I really like here is you've taken, you might be new to email marketing 
and like a lot of people, new to email marketing, perhaps, or definitely this way of doing email marketing, but not new to business, not new to selling things, not new to to entrepreneurship. You've been doing your own thing as a musician, as a speaker, doing other things. And just then, using that inbuilt entrepreneurial spirit of going, well, what's the opportunity? COVID has shut down and shit all over my gigs, which is for entertainers, you know, Rob and I being entertainers as well. The gigs all went away. You can now go, okay, how do I lean into it? Where's the opportunity now? Because as one thing closes, that there are other holes that pop open. And during COVID, everyone was online. So Facebook had lots of additional real estate and lots of more eyeballs. So the, at the cost of ads dropped through the floor. You leaned into that, and and I absolutely, I love it. I think that the the messaging there that we can all take away from it is really interesting and really inspiring. Like taking your skills from elsewhere and going, hey, I'm new to email marketing. I'm not new to life, so I'm gonna I'm gonna sort of just roll up my sleeves and crack on with it. So yeah, and I think like if one of the principles too is like it is finding people who are good at what you want to do, and then learning from them because with in that experience and with email marketing, as we're going to talk about here today as well. Um, you know, I, right before that happened, I took this 30 day free challenge about how to be an entrepreneur because mm-hmm. <laughs> I was entrepreneurial, as you're saying, as an artist, but had to just translate that into coaching and stuff like that. Sure. And so, you know, that, that's one principle I've learned all the way is like, you know, you've got to find the people and the things you want to be great at, find people who are good at and just follow what they do. <laughs> I love that. I love, I love that. As you were as you were getting started with this then, pre-joining our world and coming into the league and stuff like that, what did the emails look like that you were sending? What were you doing with it? My emails were so sporadic and kind of non-existent, honestly, because what I would do is at that time I was running challenges. So I'd do these massive kind of like three times a year. Okay, I'm doing this and I'm doing a couple of emails for my people. And then honestly, excited to say I would kind of ignore them for three or four months because I honestly just didn't know what to send them. I was busy just, you know, you go from, okay, I got to tend to my paying customers, but then I've got to nurture these people and I don't know how to just come up with an email. And honestly, when you're, in my first year or two, you're just like, I need to survive. So mm-hmm. you're just like, I've got to figure out how to make money. And I, I don't often think of the long-term nurturing or just had no sequences to be like, oh, this would be a great sequence that works to, to keep people updated or to send them. So it was really sporadic. Uh, and really, it wasn't until I found people like yourselves who, who had great templates and great things I could be like, oh, I can just grab this and, you know, within 15 minutes, make it my own, send it off and keep nurturing people that I really got more consistent with my email marketing. Because it takes a lot of energy just to get that ball rolling yourself when you don't really know what to send, what works. And so at that point, were you mainly doing just your sort of broadcast type emails where you're sending them out? Did you have any automations in at that point? What did sort of things look like? Yeah, and so I had tried an evergreen webinar. And so... Last year was the year of trying to evergreen, but what I didn't realize until after the fact is, you know, for a lot of people, it was a really tough year for online business. And because of ads, we're all messed up in 2022. Mm -hmm. My ad costs went up like 10x. And so, so it was really hard to try to automate something that year when things were so high ad wise and Apple and then we're figuring out all their stuff. Um, Now my ads are great. So I'm really like, super even more excited about all my email marketing um but yeah i'd I'd really tried to make an evergreen webinar work at that point but just uh couldn't make it work at that time and i think a lot of it was ad costs and a lot of it too was just 
you know, trying to figure out my emails and copy and stuff like that. Mm, I love it. So you, you come into our world. How uh, did you listen to the podcast then join the league? What was the, what was the story? You know, I was trying to think of how I found, (laughs) found your uh, organization and I'm not sure. I think it was a search. It must've been SEO search because I never, it wasn't there a podcast or through anything like that, but I, I think I was searching email marketing because I really wanted to create great sequences and, you know, would see these pros that probably have million dollar copywriters. And I was like, Oh, their emails are great. How do I make something like that? Uh, without paying that, the, the money, like a million dollars. Um, and so I think I was SEO'd and somehow came across your membership webpage, which immediately, you know, the word that stands out for y'all is like personality. And I was like, okay, hypnotist, a mind reader, like what the, what is this? I was like, that's really interesting. And even the colors and obviously your, your branding and your copy on your page is just amazing. So I was like, these guys have personality and I want my emails to have personality. So there was something there that when I really needed, um, it was this, I was like, I want to run a flash sale because I've had a bunch of leads come into my, you know, world through webinar signups or something, but they haven't converted. So uh, because when money's a bit tight, I'm like, what, what can I just do to do a quick win here? And I was just trying to find a flash sale. And I was like, who's got a good flash sale sequence? And I was like, oh, there's one included in this academy. And there's also so much other great stuff. I'll check this out. Yeah, Great. I love it. So that so was you a, that came was in like, with a very specific thing in mind, right? Which is unusual. But you came in. It wasn't like, oh my god, everything's a mess. I need to figure it out. Which is what lots of people do. It was, oh my god, everything's a bit of a mess, and I really do need to run a, a fire sale. So my question really was, what's the first change you made? I guess the first thing you did though was to run this fire sale, right? Came in all guns blazing, fire sale. Yeah. So this was kind of my test. You know, um, when when I like to invest in something, I'm obviously you think it's going to work, and let's just try it out. I'm, I'm as you can see from even my first launch into business, I'm someone who's like, let's just try it out and see how it goes, and mm-hmm. then the results. So I was like, okay, well, I've got to do flash sequence. This is a great way to try out the league and see if it actually works for me or not. So I took the paparazzi campaign, which is the I think it's a four day sequence, about six emails, and I sent that out to my list. Um, so at the time, I think I had a list of like nine or 10,000 people, which is a good, good size list. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a lot of them didn't buy. That's the thing that was frustrating is I've got a big list, but they're not buying. So I would even in the past send out campaigns, like a three day special or something like that. And I just would make like hundred to $200. And it's like, what am I doing wrong? Mm-hmm. Um, so I just took the templates, made them, made them own, did the little tweaks, um, sent out the four day sequence. And yeah, over those four days, I just did an offer for my like $47 membership and they could join for a year as well. And so I ended up uh, just over four days making about $4,400, $4,462 is the total. And so I was like, oh, that's like four times the cost to even like a year's worth of the league membership <laughs> and that I just made in four days. Uh, I was like, that worked out really well for me. And uh, even I was looking at some of the stats and what I noticed, especially about the emails, like obviously lost them a great personality, but the open rates on my emails were incredible. They're like higher than most of my stuff. And that's really important. Um, so I was like, oh, okay. Uh, I haven't even dived into all the content yet. I just ran one quick thing that I needed and this worked out really well for me. Amazing, amazing. I love that. I love that you go. I mean, just imagine for you going from, I've run campaigns of my own in the past and they've resulted in 100 to $200 sales. And then you run this and you get four grand, just over four grand. Um, the difference in just the psychological stacking and just using using what works is 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 incredible and i love the fact you just came in and were like let's let's just do it let's just have a go and i think one of the things as entrepreneurs 
Actually, we were just earlier on today, we were just um, on a call with a bunch of our members um, doing our hotline call, which we do twice a month, the group coaching call. And a bunch of people were talking about we're all overthinkers and we're like, you know, overthinkers unite. And the truth, unite. And the, and the truth is, we've done the overthinking for you. Rob and I are amazing overthinkers when it comes to putting these campaigns together. We've already done the overthinking. We have made it watertight on that. What happens if this and what happens if that? And there's loads of things, half-baked ideas in our heads of stuff, of campaigns we might run in our business at some point, but they're not robust enough. They're not watertight. They're not airtight yet. So you don't get them. So the stuff that's in there, if you just go... I'm not going to overthink. I'm not going to try and understand every single thing about email marketing before sending an email. Because the truth is, sending a half good email is going to get you better results than not sending a perfect email. That's just the, that's just the facts, right? Yeah. I mean, if anything, I've learned in this, you know, short journey of in the coaching world for two or three years and, and had, you know, multiple six-figure business blessed with that just like off the get-go uh, is trust people who know like trust people have proven track records and just trust that they know what they're talking about because that's always done me well and there's so many times where i'm like i'm uncomfortable or this feels wrong or you know there's something in me that's resisting it and yeah i have to remind myself just it, first of all it's experiment too. just try things see how it works see if it works for you but really trust people who have a proven track record you know success leaves clues i can't remember who my favorite person says that tony robbins probably or something but it's like just follow the people who know what they're doing and try to implement it in a way that feels authentic to you i would love to hear about how you felt how you've what, what your transformation is on your feelings around your email marketing, right? Because beforehand you were like, I don't really know what I'm doing. I'm sort of forgetting about people. I'm focused on just serving customers and bringing that stuff, stuff, stuff together. How do you feel? Just tell us a bit about how you feel about your email marketing and how it is now. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a lot more confidence in, and the confidence comes from taking action. And as I said, testing. So uh, this is a kind of funny story you might enjoy the campaign rocked and, and your emails, the one email with like one subject line got a 69% open rate, which usually I get like a 30 or 40. I was like, wow, that's amazing. Um, and, and another subject line got a couple of people offended, which was so funny. It was, it was one that said, uh, I'm not saying you're old, but so because for like new subscribers, that was, you know, they're just, they're just new and it's about, but I think I had some older people on my list in my VA, like, just so you know, a couple of people are like, I can offend it. I like, that is so funny. They don't get the humor and the of it. But, um, but I was like, okay, that's just good to know. You know, I can tweak that maybe a little bit more to my style. Um, and so like some things work off the bat, but other things are just like, okay, well, let's just figure out just a t- little tweak to make it more for my voice. And, you know, I work with artists and songwriters. They're more sensitive than probably if I'm setting up to business people or, or certain demographics. So, um, you take, you take the key kind of professional principles and working principles and just tweak them for yourself. But doing that makes me feel confident that it's like, you know, and I don't think they get them unsubscribed. Maybe one of them did, but it's like part of life. And you, you see the open rates, you see the results, and then you just feel more confidence in terms of like, you know, what when you follow people who know what they're doing, then you um, feel like they're doing. I, I remember I should teach this in my webinar for artists, but it works for everybody. Um, you know, and it's not that people aren't talented or like that insecurity is holding them back is that they don't have a proven plan or a proven like roadmap for what to do. Because when you get the, the step-by-step, here's what to do with your email marketing or whatever you're coaching, then you get that confidence of like, okay, I just need to do this <laughs> and it'll work. You know, then I get more confidence. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So for people who are listening to this, what would you say is the one thing you've done with email that's had the, the highest impact on everything you're doing has made the most difference? I mean, I would say getting great templates and then putting my own heart and my own voice into it is the important, powerful match. Because I've also in the past taken some templates and been like, okay, this is what they say to do. And I just like copy them exactly. Uh, And then I found that it didn't work as well. But when I've taken proven templates and then put my voice, make sure just having that feeling of authenticity through it, that when you read the email, there's nothing that feels like, oh, I wouldn't say it. I wouldn't say this because you're really having a conversation with people through email. So, you know, you have these, the templates and y'all provide so many great stuff that, okay, here's what, what they're doing. But like some of, some of your, you know, punch in the face lines don't work so well for my community. So I just take, you know, the mindset behind that and put a bit of more gentleness in it for my creative sensitive songwriters and uh, you know, don't hurt their feelings too much, but then it just works. You know, I'm, I'm still using, all the principles and mindsets and, and philosophies that you're teaching in the league, but then making sure it just feels authentic to me as I would talk to my people. So I think the powerful link of those two things is really what changes the game. Wow. That's so important. I love, I love that. So what are you going to be doing next? What's your next piece of project work with your email marketing? Yeah. So I've got kind of uh, one project that probably and help, you know has a bunch of maybe different <laughs> aspects to it. But so I wanted to automate web my webinar. I've been doing live webinars at the start of the year, and even right now I'm kind of on a couple week break back to Canada because I've just become a bit burnt out running live webinars. Yeah. So, <laughs> that's why email marketing is so important because especially with an automated sequence which will help so much with time and energy management to automate that. I need a great email sequence if I'm going to automate it and be less less personal live, you know? Um, So building up an automated stuff with some of the emails you have. And then also I run a membership. So um, I think y'all have created a new one for people upgrading your membership and, you know, keeping recurring things going. So I'll be building that, that up as well. I love it. So with all of that, do you ever feel like uh, some people from the outside uh, and some people on the inside too can feel like, oh my God, there's so much to do in your email marketing. And there is, there's so much you can do. You don't have to do it all. But like, do you ever feel like it takes over your life and it's taken too much time? How do you deal with that? Because there is so much to do. How do you deal with the fact that you could do lots of things, but you don't have 24 seven to do it all because you've got the rest of your business to run like the rest of us? Yeah, I think for me, it's it's determining like where's the priority, where's the biggest ROI right now in terms of my email marketing, and also just realizing that it's an investment with like anything else. Like you're investing time into, I'm investing time into this automated webinar and the email sequences and all, and I have follow up sequences as well to go like there's like thirty different emails that I've built and I'm tweaking, uh, but it's like yeah, there's some work up front. But then if, if I can just automate my sales process for the next two years, I mean, think of how much time and freedom that's going to allow me just to have peace of mind that money's coming in, that uh, that I can focus time on other worlds and take some more vacations. Or, you know, I could post a bit more on social media if I want to. You know, there's just options there. If, if I take care of the bread or the butter, like, yeah, my business is rolling with great emails. Uh, which I mean, email marketing is the backbone of your business. Like if you don't have that <laughs> settled, you really need to look at what you're focusing on because how else are you selling? I mean, 
and ter- anyways, I won't go into the tangent of what I do know too, but I'll just say for me, email marketing uh, is, is just so valuable. So um, you might, it might take some time to set things up or to, to write people, but it's, it's really one of the best sales, you know, and value gives you can give to people. I love it. It's I mean, the way that I often think about it is it's like an investment, like you're going to invest time, you're going to invest maybe some money, you're going to invest right now in this email engine or in writing all these email sequences, but they will pay you not just today when you send them, but if you automate them, they're going to pay you next week, next month, next year. There's the sequences in our email campaigns that we have not even looked at, never mind changed or resent for years because they're just running. New people are getting them at um, automated at the right frequency that they should be. Um, is there anything you think that people should know about this whole thing that we haven't asked you about the email marketing thing. Yeah. I mean, I would say from what I've learned to just dive into it. And again, just like with what I've learned in business, because I had a great start, I thought everything would just work for me all the time. Uh, you know, as a newbie thing, you know, like, Oh, I, I rock this first challenge. I'm just going to like fly. and coast What's everybody everything. else whinging about? <laughs> I know. Then, you know, uh, 2021, mid 2021. I like, I mean, my business last year and it was almost <laughs> right before I got connected with y'all. I was literally at a point where I'm like, I don't know if my business is going to survive 2022 because my ROI is not working. It's just not my business isn't working anymore, all the marketing. And so you really need to find people who are good at what they're doing. You get that great email marketing going. I mean, that helps so much. And just even when you're struggling to have $4,000 just pop into your bank account without any ad spend, you know, through, through emails, through using. That's a great way of thinking of it, isn't it? I mean, that was a great way that I could just even use that. And then it's not even $4,000. You compound that into like, hey, maybe I'll run some ads through that and then I'll make more. You know, you can have that little bump you need through email marketing. Uh, but I think I, I stayed away from it for so long because I had a, like maybe compared to some newbies starting out, a pretty big list through my challenges starting out. Um, so even with a list of like 89,000 people, I was like, I'm not making money from it because I just didn't know how to use it. And I had no tools to, to, to send out things properly, or I didn't feel like confidence because I don't want to spam people. And especially, I mean, I'm an artist, I'm myself, so I'm kind of sensitive with most people probably are, but it's like, I don't want to annoy people. I don't want to, you know, send them emails that they're going to unsubscribe from, but it's just like having that, those, those proven, you know, templates and also just principles that y'all teach that really helped be like, you know, I'm offering value to people. You're always getting unsubscribed. This is life. But, um, but there's a ton of people out there who love what I'm sending. Yeah. I'm, I'm loving hearing about, about your journey and about your story. It's, I, I like telling it because I, I hope it can help other people who are maybe stuck in paralysis. And, and even the fact that, you know, if there's some people listening to this, who are, you have a small list of a couple hundred, or you're just starting out with email marketing, um, you know, take me as an example that you go from literally I no, no subscribers to then, you know, 50 grand within a month of my business. And then, you know, passing the six figures, then eight months. Uh, and then, 
and then finding the murky waters and then realizing how do I intentionally do what I do, which is finding pros in my email marketing, in copywriting, in sale, in the things I'm doing. And then, you know, intentionally getting results rather than just by accident. I <laughs> love it. I love it. If anybody wants, and I'm sure they will, want to go and find out more about your journey, what you're doing and, and what you're up to, uh, where's the best place to come and check out all things Brad? Yeah, I mean, the best way uh, would be Instagram is just Brad Gould. So B-R-A-D-G-U-L-D. Um, if you want to connect into my coaching world, the best way would be it's called Christian Music Workshop. So that's just the free workshop we offer. You can get in, get a sense of my coaching. Um, and then on Instagram, it's the same handle there at Christian Music Mentor. Uh, but if you want to connect with me personally, Brad Gould uh, is the best way on Instagram there. I absolutely love it. Great stuff, Brad. Thanks so much for being on the show. Brad, everybody, absolutely amazing. I love these conversations, Rob. I flip in. I just get so buzzed by it. Anyway, before I get all emotional and cry on the podcast, uh, let's go to this week's subject line of the week. Subject line of the week. Rob, what have you got? Uh, this one is the word appalling in uppercase and yes. then the word service all in lowercase with a full stop on the end. So appalling service, full stop. It's funny, isn't it? You know how you only ever, well, I am anyway, you only ever leave bad reviews for people. You don't leave the good ones. You never well, like, go and dig them out when they're know, good. Well, some I, of us I are the exception, anyway. you know. I don't. Most people don't. Uh, people want to know about the bad things more than the good things. That's why newspaper headlines are always so negative. Um, and so uh, that worked really well. People wanted to find out who got the appalling service, where was the appalling service, what was the appalling service. Loads of questions. I love it. This week's subject line of the week. Subject line of the week. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Make sure you do hit the subscribe button on your podcast player. We'll be back next week with another brand new episode. Would hate you to miss out on it. So hit subscribe and we'll see you then.